Hi everyone, welcome back. This is Moni Singh. Um, welcome to our Teaching STEM podcast today. Um, I have a guest um, and we'll be talking about his journey, um, uh, starting with computer sciences and how he found the intersectionality between computing and sales and marketing to create a totally new venture that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to enable sales. Um, so uh, Sanjeev Somani, um, uh, we'll be hearing from him. And uh, for all the youngsters listening or the parents listening to this podcast, um, there is some great learning, um, uh, amazing uh, story about a career pathway uh, that your uh, children uh, may get inspired with. So with that, we're going to get into that interview. All right. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Moni Singh and I am super excited. We have a, a great gentleman here, Sanjeev Somani. He used to be my classmate a long time ago and um, he now heads up, uh, he has his own um, um, CEO and founder of a company called Tribal. It's super exciting. It does some work in artificial intelligence. So before we get all into it, let's go and begin uh, the conversation with Sanjeev. So Sanjeev, if you'd like to get us started with uh, just telling us a little bit about, uh, you know, you and uh, I know, you know, uh, you and I were first, we met in a in a classroom back in IIT. Uh, and so talk to us a little bit about, you know, what your journey has been since then and now into this entrepreneurship area. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, really excited. And Moni, kudos for following your passion uh, around sort of you know, creating awareness and driving uh, interest in STEM, which is something I have two small boys, so I just see how powerful that is. Um, and so coming to my story, and I know we met in a classroom 25 years ago, not to date anybody here, uh, but really I want to start with why I even went to that classroom, how I even showed up. So my interest and, in, you know, journeys are different for different people. My exposure to computer science began when I was maybe in class eighth or ninth. And uh, the reason for that, and I'll come to some themes that I think still have stayed with me. The first theme is role models. So two of my immediate maternal uncles were both into computers um, in you know, the 70s in India, which is a big deal, right, at the time. And both were entrepreneurs. So they figured out how to take technology and computers and actually help solve problems for which people paid them money, right? And the world of computers started to become fascinating to me at that young age. And I somehow convinced, cajoled, part threatened my parents to buy me uh, at the time a secondhand uh, dandy computer. So I was one of those kids like back in class ninth, I actually had this green screen computer, uh, in, you know, and I started uh, my foray, not just with games, but also basic programming. So, you know, I got my hands dirty at a very early age. Um, and again, in thanks to the role models that I had around me. Um, and the second theme that sort of stuck with me is get on with it, like do something with that passion. And so this is where sort of the creativity and a little bit of entrepreneurship comes in which is, you know, back then convincing your parents to buy a computer. I mean, you know, it was not cheap, <laughs> let's just say, yeah. right? So, but somehow I think what I have seen over the years is if you uh, exhibit your passion and you share sort of what drives you, the world sort of rallies around you, 
right? And so that's exactly what happened. It wasn't something that you could easily afford, but it is something that my parents felt, you know, I was just being driven nonstop with this idea of getting my hands dirty. So that's how sort of my um, exposure and journey around computer science began. Um, and that led me to actually apply to the IITs. Um, and I had actually got admission to, at the time, higher ranked IITs. But this is also the other theme, which is follow your passion. Um, I did not want to sacrifice my desire for computer science in the name of a higher brand IIT, which frankly, many of the folks I know did that, right? Uh, they were like, let's get the highest ranked institute and we'll figure out whatever field of study after the fact. I said, mm -hmm. no, I will give up those and I will pursue what I truly want to do in my life, right? Mm -hmm. So I felt fortunate enough to make those choices. So I think that's important, but the important point also is to give up on things and stick to sort of your guns, right? And so in my four years there, I mean, that was a great time, right? Uh, of course, worked with some solid sort of smart classmates, uh, worked with sort of, you know, some very forward looking teachers at the time, including I remember taking this course on artificial intelligence, uh, you know, and of course the world has come a long way since uh, that classroom. But what always fascinated me is these are sort of building blocks to something bigger. Right. Like all the tools and techniques we pick up in STEM and computer science, uh, they are but that, right? They are stepping stones, but they're not really the end goals in and of itself. Right. And to kind of make that point, I want to exhibit something that I have been working with my own seven year old son on. And if I can do a little bit of show and tell. So, awesome. you know, so you see this uh, SUV. Uh -huh. So this is a Land Rover SUV. It's got about 2,600 parts. And it is something that we built, my son and I, uh, last year. And yeah, but the, so here's the story behind it, right? It came in in a huge box with 2,600 pieces. I think of STEM in the similar fashion, right? You have a lot of building blocks, but, and that's good that you kind of build on them, but ultimately the so what is what you create out of it. Right, And so now that we have an SUV, it has a story by itself. It has, uh, you know, a shape in itself, right? And from there, my son and I have gone into robotics. So he's now taking the motorized parts of Lego and we are building programs and trying to solve different problems, right? So the point I'm trying to make is definitely STEM is the future. I mean, it's here to say, but always keep your eye on the so what of technology and what you can do in solving real problems, right? Mm -hmm. And that is something that coming back to my own story, uh, I again took the unconventional path. So one thing you will see about me, I end up taking the unconventional path, right? So after graduation from IIT, most of my classmates either went into the computer science programming field or went on for higher master studies and continued that. I was always about, like I said, the so what or the application of technology. So I took the completely unconventional path and joined sales with IBM, right? And, and I remember how I got the job, but I mean, as you can imagine, right? I had no sales background and I joined IBM actually as a software engineer with the full intention of changing into a sales and marketing role. And a quick story there is I saw an advertisement about this role and it said it needs a minimum of five years experience in sales and marketing, mm -hmm. right? I obviously didn't have that. So I went to the general manager, the hiring manager of the role. And I said, look, I don't have what you need, but I can give you everything I got. And if you don't want to pay me, I will understand that 
and I will take this job without pay. Something may be clicked with the gentleman because I got the job, right? So that just sort of teaches you about, again, risk-taking because a lot of times you have to blaze your own trail, right? And, and so- Going after what you really want, that's, that's yeah. the key, right? Going that's and correct. making it happen. That's right. So you Very have nice. to make it happen. And in the process, you have to take risks, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you have to follow your dream and passion. This is important. And STEM allows you to do that. So, so I've never looked back because that sort of the core ingredients of what I'm sharing here is something I've applied again, again and again in the various roles I played, including going down this path of starting my own company, um, you know, which I've been running in the last three years. Very nice. Uh, that That is an awesome story, Sanjeev, and definitely kind of different from most of the other pathways I've seen uh, with a computer science um, background. So you started in sales and now you are here. Actually, you have you have created a sales enablement pl a platform and you are running this this you know, this enterprise now. So talk to me a little bit about what happened from that point on going into um, your own, you know, creating your own business. Yeah, so the common theme in all of what I have done, whether the startup or other jobs, is how to use technology to solve real business problems, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reason I also got excited back in my sales role is I could sit with a customer, talk about their problems, and then go back to IBM and figure out how we can put technology together to solve those problems, right? Mm -hmm. So that theme sort of has remained with me. So I've always believed in living at the intersection of technology and the problem you're solving as opposed mm -hmm. to just one on the other side, right? And so fast forward to today, uh, yes, the startup tribal that I am running, we use machine learning and artificial intelligence to essentially help enterprises learn why are their customers buying? Why are they choosing them over a competitor, right? And so think of it as learning about the buying journeys of the end customers which is very similar if you go to Amazon today as a consumer, uh, Amazon knows so much about you, right? Because mm -hmm. they track what you're doing, what you're searching for, what people like you are buying. But that paradigm doesn't exist in the enterprise. When you're buying products from other companies, they know very little about you, right? Except they actually know a lot about you. Those insights are buried in all the back and forth conversations being had with sales teams on emails and call recordings and documents, right? except there is no easy way to tap into that knowledge. Uh, you know, it's just fragmented. And so we use machine learning to go through those conversations and surface insights that B2C companies like Amazon very easily have on their fingertips, right? And, oh, very and, nice, okay. So you take so the, the retail marketplace kind of the intelligence from there and you've applied that to this B2B, the enterprise, enterprise kind of selling uh, opportunities. Yeah, and you're looking so, at data uh, to gather intelligence. That's right. So the paradigm is similar, just like Amazon knows what consumers like Moni and Sanjeev want and care about and buy. We are taking that paradigm and applying it to the enterprise. Mm -hmm. where we can help sales reps and marketing folks rinse and repeat why customers are coming to them so they can go get more of those kinds of customers, right? Very nice. And so when you look at the, the STEM side of it, um, uh, machine learning and the big data analytics, so on and so forth, what other, like, what other uh, STEM skill sets do you, you feel like, you know, get applied in this, um, what you're doing? Sure. So I think at the, I would say, I would put an umbrella on top of STEM and call it problem solving, right? Because, <laughs> we, uh, because at the end of the day, 
what we built did not exist. So it's not like we are building a better version of something that existed by using the latest and greatest machine learning algorithms, right? We had to take a very first principles approach to how to even think about customers in the enterprise. And how do you model that into something that a software system can then replicate, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, back to creativity and building Lego, it's very important to sort of have that first principles mindset and start to think of the inherent problem and the root causes behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So that took us a while in our startup journey. It took us over a year to figure out, you know, forget the technology, but how do you actually describe the problem accurately on paper, right? Because unlike Lego, where at least the good news with Lego is it comes with a map. You know, if you follow the instructions, you will build that SUV, <laughs> right? But in our case, we had to build the map first for ourselves, right? It's and just, now that we had figured out the map, then came the question of how do you build it using the right technology, right? Absolutely. So sort of that becomes the sequence. So problem solving skills to me are the transferable skills. Technology I have seen in my 25 years keeps changing and it will keep changing even more rapidly. But mm -hmm. I think the one skill that will remain with you is how do you take an ambiguous problem and how do you take a hypothesis-based approach and how do you structure the problem into smaller parts that you can yeah. start to solve? Absolutely. I think uh, you also touched upon a very important aspect about the intersectionality, right? Because many times we learn a concept in, in one domain, but then you know, the innovations typically happen when you try to find those intersections. Absolutely. So you took your computer science knowledge and you applied that to sales and that's where you're working. So, um, right. and, and, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, the more kids are able to have that kind of a broader perspective and yep. being able to apply that and apply them to problem solving in different ways, you know, that's where you see more of those spots, you know, the innovation starts Absolutely. Coming I think the, you're exactly right. I think the real aha moment comes in my view when your knowledge of a certain problem and a domain clashes or intersects with technology. Mm -hmm. Right. So in my case, because I spent time in sales and marketing in product, I had that sense of what are real problems out there. And then mm -hmm. I also applied my sense of what technology can or cannot do to sort of create the intersection. Um, and I see this happen all the time. Like my own wife, she's into bioinformatics uh, and she's got computer science background. She's got a PhD in the field. But the way she's creating magic is she works with doctors uh, doing cancer research, right? Oh, so okay. she's able to get the understanding of the domain and the problems and then apply her skills in AI and data to sort of solve problems around precision medicine, um, early intervention, uh, you know, drug efficacy. Uh, point being that more and more of STEM, I think is becoming multidisciplinary and it goes beyond the acronym STEM. Uh, the domain knowledge part becomes also important at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely, very nice. Um, so, um, uh, and I know there is like you you can you can start wherever, right? And you kind of end. That's how the life pathways kind of move around. But um, if you were to give any advice to maybe your your own younger self, right, twenty five years from now, before uh, now, or just to youngsters in general, right, who want to get into this field, what would you tell them? Yeah, so I think some of the themes I've been touching upon, I would start, I mean, the good news is, look, I mean, kids these days are very fortunate. The kind of access to resources they have, we did not have when we were growing mm -hmm. up, right? So the first thing I would say is take full advantage of the resources out there. Uh, 
don't overthink it just start right uh, yeah. it's important to get started um, i think it's also important to find role models Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can sort of learn from their journeys um, and sort of leapfrog the learning curve in many areas. Um, I would say also be hands-on, experiment, right? Because you never know what makes it stick in your brain and what you truly find a fancy to. And these days, a lot of disciplines are anyway coming together, right? So keep an open mind, right? You know, some people say I only want to do math or computer science or something else. I think in my view, it should be all of the above because you just don't know how these disciplines come together for you and at what time, right? I mean, there are situations where I find what I thought I may have picked up in a classroom just randomly come to life for me, right? And at the time, at the time, I may not have thought much of it, but now I'm seeing, oh, (laughs) you know, actually it is very relevant what we are discussing yeah. here, right? So, yeah. in, in, you know, for example, in my case, I work with engineers a lot. And like I said, I never professionally coded since I graduated college, but I have enough core concepts of data structures and whatnot, so I can have an intelligent conversation with an engineer and not look like a dumb person, right? So, so that becomes, uh, you know, I think you wanna have enough ability to sort of pivot on the fly and have these conversations, right? I think the other theme I can recommend is uh, have always a beginner's mindset. Like even to this date, right? I always, I always have what's Jeff Bezos saying, right? Uh, maybe it is attributed to him, the day one mindset, right? Always be a learner and a lifelong learner, right? I think uh, especially with the field evolving so fast, you have to do that. You know, you cannot say, hey, I already learned everything there is out there and I am going to sit pretty at this point. It's 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 interesting because when I think back to the you know the 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 decades ago, it was easy to make a decision. Okay, you know, typically you you're a science major, you can become an engineer or a doctor, but now because you have so many fields and the biggest thing is that you can research and learn so many things on your own. The yeah. world just opens up to you. And um, I, I I used to tell you know people that I'm like a buffet person. When I look at learning, it's like I need to try. You know, I need to learn all these different things. So um, uh, yeah, it goes back to day one you know you are you are in whatever field day one have that mindset open keeping keeping to learn and absorb new things very important i think at some point in time people start losing that ability to be a student right and that's where um, yeah no i think you want to keep absorbing keep learning keep unlearning uh, because that's equally important as well and i think the other thing i'd say is have sort of a higher order north star like what's the so what of all of this stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that may come over time, but I think, you know, back to the point of domain, right? What problem are you solving or what is attracting you? The impact that you want to make in the world. I think that sort of becomes something that stays with you. Um, and the tools that you apply to get there can keep changing, right? Yeah. So, so sort of try and so. find that higher order mission. Yeah. And I think for, for many youngsters out there, I know that sometimes they find themselves in a situation where, where they don't know what that higher order mission for them is. And I think that's where the, the other piece you mentioned is that you keep learning, keep an open mind, right? And right. Um, and uh, don't overthink. Getting started is the key. So if you feel interested in this particular thing right now, let's go for it. Because right. you never know. Sometimes when you have touched a couple of different domains, and that's where you get that spark. Okay, this is where I need to go. And um, right. for many people, you know, for some people it happens early on for some people it's a life journey to figure out you know what is that that mission i'm still trying to figure that out uh no you're right i think uh, the keys to get started uh is to not overthink 
and also find role models and just you know just life is a random walk at some point mm-hmm. we all like to believe hindsight being 2020 that we had it all figured out but the reality is that's not the case uh, so yeah, it is a random walk six. yeah yeah it is a random walk the best you can do is get started and go with the flow awesome very nice um i'm going to ask you one one um last question and i don't know if you have um uh, something here if 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 there's a youngster who's listening to this conversation and really interested in artificial intelligence machine learning and i see this is like a big thing right in today's uh, marketplace is this something that you recommend maybe they could do to try things on by themselves or maybe just get like little, their feet wet with that concept so sure i mean like i said you know try different things i will say though that uh before even getting there and depending on the kid and what they have already done the basics of problem solving and the basics of programming are probably more important to pick up uh because to me machine learning is just another different way of programming a computer at the end of the day right uh but what i would hate to see happen is we offload our brain and our thinking to the computer and say with the machine learning the machine does the learning <laughs> and we sit back and see it learn right because it practically speaking a lot of machine learning starts with heuristics and rules right mm-hmm. there is no magic button that you can press and say i'm going to get insights from day one and so even in the products we are building uh, there is a heuristic behind it right so we have the human sort of rule based approach of okay if i were to solve this problem as a human manually how would i go about it what's the algorithm i would write for it and mm-hmm. that's where i go back to it's so scary because back to the classes we took around algorithms and data structures i still use that skill set i actually came up even though i am not coding i came up with the algorithm for our first rule based approach to solving the problem we're solving right so all it comes from the you have to have those rules first designed in your own brain that's right so you got to have and and to come up with the rules it goes back even before which is the point of knowing how to decompose and define or redefine the problem itself because if you can't define the problem very well you cannot really come up with an algorithm and if you can't do that you cannot really come up with a machine learning way of solving it either right very so to nice. me like to me machine learning is really about adding scale to a problem that you should otherwise be able to solve through traditional techniques whether it's manual or basic programming techniques very nice um so um follow your passion uh you know don't overthink start focus on starting have a role model and thinking about the so what always focusing on problem solving i think those are the key things we we learned from you sanjeev today thank you so much for sharing those insights and uh but you know um uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today and enlightening uh, all of us um and uh, you know have a great great success with your uh, your startup tribal Thanks Moni for having me and again uh, great to catch up after all these years uh, and thank you everyone for watching the show